going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Drop the Glove Sports Podcast. I am your host, Charlie, a show where we drink beer, talk sports, and have all kinds of shenanigans. And speaking of shenanigans, I have decided to bring back the Boilermaker from last week's episode, however, with a little twist or a few little tweaks, if you would. So last week, if you guys did not tune in, I had my very first Boilermaker ever, like ever 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 and that i had a light beer the name that i still refuse to say on this show i do not want to give anything away but uh i had a light beer and then i had a shot of bullet bourbon and i dropped it in the uh glass of beer and i halfway chugged it and i thought it was delicious and i understood why it was called boilermaker because my insides were just like on fire for like I don't know, halfway through that episode. And, but after that, it was, I was fine. After that, I I was good. And, you know, I was thinking, you know what? I want to do that again. I totally want to do that again. But I have changed the bourbon. It's no longer bullet. Actually, bullet bourbon is gone. I drank the rest of that, I think, last week or something. And so that bottle is gone. Instead, what I have is uh, something that's probably um, one of my, I'll say one of my least favorite bourbons. Um, so far that I've had on this journey of being, uh, of trying bourbon and whiskey and everything, uh, I have here the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 45.2% alcohol by volume, 90.4 proof. Um, this is not my favorite. It's not, I've already poured the shot, but it's, it's just... I don't know. It, it was a it was a gift for Christmas, but I would and, and I said this before about the Dexter, which I also received as a gift from Christmas. So I've gotten two bottles for Christmas. One is Woodford, one is Dexter. This I'll drink over the Dexter, but it's not my favorite. Bullet was a good one. That's a classic, in my opinion. Some people say it's overhyped. Uh the Jefferson Reserve, I still have that. That is still by far the smoothest, and I know that's a a word that is overhyped or overused when it comes to drinking bourbon or whiskey, but it really is the smoothest and the best that I have had. And I still have the bottle of Buffalo Trace, and I was trying to debate if I should do Buffalo Trace bourbon with the Boilermaker, and I was like, "Eh, nah, let's, you know what? Let's do the Woodford Reserve. Let's try the Woodford Reserve with this. So there's the bourbon aspect of the Boilermaker, Woodford Reserve. And then to tweak it, instead of going back to the light beer, I have picked up a um, an original uh, kind of a, I don't know if I should say a staple of Drop the Gloves podcast, but it is a beer that we have had on here many times. And it's a classic. It's by one of the best brewing companies or by one of the best craft beer companies that is in the greater Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area. So I have brought back the Braxton Brewing Company Storm Golden Cream Ale, 4.8% alcohol by volume out of Covington, Kentucky. Three, two, one. Okay. Ah. Had it on point, on point. There we go. So I'm going to pour this in the glass. And that, so that is the beer that I am going to use for this uh, this version of the Boilermaker. So it's Woodford Reserve and Craft Beer from Braxton Brewing Company out of Covington, Kentucky. So 
I'm going to let that settle for a moment. It's a little heavy on the head there. But uh, while I let that settle, real quick, I uh, want to give a really big special shout out to uh, the guests that I had on uh, the show two weeks ago, uh, Joe and David. Thank you guys so much again for coming back on. Last week when I did the Boilermaker episode and I posted the episode for Friday and everything, I looked at the analytics and you guys blew the roof off. I mean, best episode of 2024 by far right now. Absolutely amazing. I mean, thank you guys so much. Uh, I had a blast. I hope you guys did too. Hopefully you guys will come back on uh, sometime in the future when uh, I restart and everything. Um, it was just a blast. I had a great time. And uh, Joe is actually going to be coming back onto the show for the last episode. Uh, kind of give you guys an update on that as well. Um, so the March 23rd recording date, we have currently about seven people who are going to be in attendance for this last episode. We have Steve returning. We have my brother, Daniel. We have my pops. We have... Joe, myself, we're going to potentially have um, a new voice to the show. His name, his name is Eric. I will announce that now. Eric will kind of be our IT guy for the episode because we're going to do a few things. Um, it's going to be really cool. We're, it's going to be at a neutral site, so so our so the last episode will not be in the penalty box. The last episode before we before I take my break or my hiatus will not be in the penalty box. A little sad, but at the same time, I wanted a neutral site where everybody would feel comfortable and wouldn't be crammed inside the penalty box. So we have six currently. I'm going to ask a few more people if they can come on as well. Uh, returning, hopefully returning guest Jim and uh, my best friend from high school. Hopefully they'll be on for next week's episode. And that hopefully they'll be here in the penalty box. Uh, my best friend has never been on a podcast before, and I hope he comes. Uh, I love him to death, and I think it'd be really cool. I mean, me and him really, I, I wouldn't say get on each other's nerves, but we know how to press each other's buttons when it comes to sports and how to talk. And, of course, Jim knows exactly how to do that as well. I mean, one and that my be my best friend is his son, and it's me, so he knows how to get me riled up too. So hopefully I will have them on next week, and then I'll have maybe one, two weeks by myself. I'm trying to get Devin back on. I want to get him back on so badly uh, before this ends. Uh, he said he may not make the last episode on March 23rd, but I definitely want him to come back on as well, at least one more time before the pause. And that... Uh, and then, so yeah, next week, hopefully Jim, my best friend, I'll introduce him when they come on. And then two weeks until the final episode during March Madness will take place at a neutral site, neutral location, big old stuff. We're, we're going to talk and drink beer, bourbon, what have you, all while college basketball is going on. And it's going to be a good time. I'm really looking forward to it. Really, really Really looking forward to it, and I hope you guys go back and listen to episode 158, Fringe Sports with Joe and David. It's an absolutely awesome episode. I had a blast doing it, and I hope you guys will go back and check it out and tell your friends. Fringe Sports, is I mean, we talked about NASCAR, Ultimate Frisbee before uh, we took our took the break uh, halfway through the episode. It's a long episode. It's two hours, um, but at the same time, it's, it's nonstop. 
it's nonstop action. It, 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 a lot of debate, a lot of discussion, a lot of uh, poking and teasing here and there. I, I think you guys, the fans, will definitely enjoy it. So go ahead. Listen to it again. If you if you have already listened to it, tell friends, tell people all about it. Be like, hey, Charlie actually talked about something that wasn't like hockey or football or something. It's amazing. It's a miracle. All right. That's enough. It's time to get to this Boilermaker. I think I've let it settle well enough. So as I said before, it's the Braxton Brewing Company, Golden Cream Ale, The Storm, and the Woodford Reserve, and I did bring a towel this time, so I am well prepared. Here we go. Three, two, one. Sinker and drinker. Oh, no. No. Bad idea. Oh, that was bad mix. Oh, that time I actually, I actually drank that, guys. I actually drank that way more than I thought. Oh, that was a bad idea. Oh, okay. Note to self, golden cream ale with Woodford Reserve. Oh, God, that's a bad idea. I didn't make a mess. That's awesome. I didn't make a mess, but it tasted, oh, that tasted bad. Not a good idea. Whoa, okay, I'm going to learn this the hard way. I am totally going to learn this the hard way. Um, Braxton, I still love you guys. You're still number two in my book in terms of the best uh, craft beer company in Cincinnati, uh, or in the greater Cincinnati, northern Kentucky area. Still number two. Still love you guys. Still like the cream ale, but not with the Woodford Reserve. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, Wow. Okay, I, I feel okay. I feel fine. I don't think I'm going to get sick. Uh, that's never happened on this show either. Nobody has ever had to leave and throw up, or nobody has thrown up on the show. And that would be a bad sign if the host actually did it. Oh, but that was a bad idea. Oh, oh. I, I need a... Oh, I need something else. I need something to... Oh hey, look, leftover uh, cream ale. That's not inside the inside the glass. Oh, that's so much better. Okay, note to self, don't mix those two ever again. Note to self. All right, so shenanigans are out of the way. It's time to get to what this show is really about and that is sports and my opinion on sports. So I'm going to pretty this is going to be kind of a recap guys. This is just going to be like some of the stuff we've missed over the past couple weeks cuz the episode um the 158 fringe sports took place after the Super Bowl. Didn't really get to talk about it too much. Uh, me and Joe kind of covered a little bit of it and that um oh gosh, that is not agreeing with me at all. Okay, I'm going to try and get through this as best as I can. Oh, that was a bad idea. Oh, I want, I, I'm too afraid to burp because I'm afraid, like, if I burp, something else is going to come up with it. So, mm. I pause for, I, I'm only pausing because my stomach. I, I am pausing because I'm trying to really figure out what's going to happen here, guys. So, like I said, this is going to be kind of a recap. Some of the stuff, some of the highlights or some of the things that I've missed over the past two weeks. Most of it's actually hockey, which is awesome because like when once college football like hits, like hockey somehow takes a like a back seat. 
Excuse me. Oh, golly. This is going to be bad. Um. Oh, okay. Okay. Whew. All right. So recap, mostly hockey, which is cool because college football kind of takes over once it happens, even though hockey does take place. Like, was it two months after um, college football gets started or a month after the NFL gets started? And uh, which is kind of sad that like when this show started, uh, said that uh, this was going to be like 90 percent hockey. Well, you know, things change. We fly by the seat of our pants. I mean, you guys who are lifelong listeners or been with us since day one, you know that, uh, that we fly by the seat of our pants here. Uh, for those of you who are new, it's like, don't know what to tell you. We, sure, false advertising, whatever. That kind of, le- well, first off, that kind of leads me to uh, my fir- another shenanigan that took place this week. So I'll, I'll get to the sports and everything, but this this ticked me off the other day. So I found something where it was like, hey, did you know, a tribute to, a little nod to Toby Keith again, and that, did you know that a red solo cup or like, you know, the red cups and that they have lines on the outside of them to kind of indicate like how much to pour for spirits, beer, wine, and everything. And I shared that on the Drop the Gloves podcast stories on Instagram and just thought nothing of it. Then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, halfway through the day, I get a notification saying that your story has been uh, fact-checked. I'm like, what? So... So the so my story about the whole red solo cup thing got fact checked for partly false information. This this is like the second time ever that I've actually ever been fact checked. And I'm still pissed off. That's bullshit. And that to whoever runs the whole social media like fact-checking department or or whatever, you must live a very sad life if all you do is just, you know, find random crap on the internet and go fake, not real, false, partly true, sustained, objection, your honor, you know, stuff like that. You must live a very sad, pathetic life. I really wonder how your love life is. Like, when you're on a date, does your date, like, you know, say something, and then you have to be like, oh, sorry, I have to stop you right there. I have to fact check you. That's partly false. And that, or what you just said, that's totally wrong. Totally false. Like, you you must live a very sad life. You probably also live with your mom in the basement, too. Just saying, you know, calling it how I see it and then take it for what you will. But it's bullshit that you freaking fact checked me on something as as some I don't want to say stupid and that. But it's it's almost I don't I can't think of the word, but like you, you had to fact check me on a picture on a picture of a red solo cup. Really? Flee, your life is sad. Pity you. Oh, it still irks me. And who cares if it's right or wrong? Seriously, all that matters is what do you put in the cup? 
that's all I want to know. What do you put in the cup? Do you do you actually put in the uh, amount for wine, that middle line? Do you actually put the full beer at the top of the around almost at the rim of the cup? I mean, seriously, that's kind of all that really matters here. It doesn't matter what the freaking fact checker thinks or what he th or he or she thinks. What a oh golly, you just mm. you're stupid. You're stupid, 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 stupid. And what you did to me is stupid. And if if I ever meet a real life fact checker, uh, I'm gonna shove your head in the toilet, and then I'm gonna you know. Flush it, flush your head a few times, and I'm gonna be at, and I'm gonna ask you each time, like, does this count as a swirly? Not if this is partly true information. I hate you people. People are nothing but a nuisance and annoyance. And the fact that you actually have a job, that this is an actual job for social media, oh, such a sad, sad existence. <laughs> I'm looking at it again. Partly uh, partly false information. The same information was reviewed by independent fact checkers in another post. I don't give a shit. Go back to your dull live and search for love, dude. There's internet freaking dating sites out there. Spend your time doing that crap. Don't be wasting your life on me. Jeez, Pete. All right, sorry shenanigan out of the way so now let's get into you know the sports as much as we can here so a couple things uh that took place since the super bowl since the fringe sports and everything was announced that the uh winter classic the 2025 winter classic so next year already looking forward to that is going to take place at wrigley field again it's going to be the st louis blues versus the hosting Chicago Blackhawks. Interesting fact. Here's something for you fact checkers. Go ahead. Try and fact check this one, you little... Mm. But the Chicago Blackhawks have never won a Winter Classic game. They've never won. They've hosted, I think, two, two or three now. Never won. Go ahead. Fact check me on that, you little bitch. Um... Oh, did I say that on the podcast? Oh, dearie me. And uh, so Winter Classic, Wrigley Field 2025, probably wouldn't want to go to that one. Uh cool. I, I, I love the Winter Classic. I think it's I think it's really neat and everything. Um I kind of wish it would come to Columbus. I know what you're thinking though, but 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 Charlie, but Charlie, uh the stadium series is coming to Columbus next year. Yes. I am aware of that. The Detroit Red Wings will be playing the Columbus Blue Jackets on March 1st, 2025 in a stadium series game at uh, the uh, Horseshoe uh, up in Columbus, Ohio's, the Ohio State University. And I think it's cool, but I want the Winter Classic. I want the Winter Classic in Columbus. Stadium series, it's, it's just... The stadium series is the, like... How do I want to say this? It's the like participation trophy kind of game, you know, like, hey, it's not the Winter Classic, but instead of calling it Winter Classic Part 2 or the other Winter Classic or to or not call it the Winter Classic so it doesn't take away from the New Year's Day Winter Classic game. 
we're calling it the stadium series. You're just playing it in a different stadium outside, which is the same thing as the Winter Classic. But instead of calling it the Winter Classic, you're calling it Stadium Series. So it's kind of like you're saying it's a participation trophy name only kind of kind of game. What whatever whatever the NHL has to do to try and make the game more interesting or more fun for us fans, I'm okay with. But please have it make sense. That's all I'm asking. So Detroit and Columbus, March 1st, 2025. I think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Still think it's cool. But I would rather have Winter Classic January 1st than March 1st. See what I'm saying? I'd rather have the one at the beginning of the year than the one at uh, two months later and calling it a totally different uh, name for, you know, whatever purposes. So, um, let's see here. What else says going on? Winter Classic took place. Um, Nick Saban is uh, announced that he will be a college football analyst with ESPN College Game Day. Think that's awesome. Think that's cool. And that uh, you definitely don't want to be one of those coaches, or you definitely don't want to be one of those guys where you retire and you just sit on your ass or you don't do anything. Um, but I mean, at least he's, I mean, at least he didn't retire and then take a different coaching job somewhere else. I mean, but I mean, he's been on, uh, the Pat McAfee show. He's been, um, he's been a guest on uh, college game day before and everything. So it just kind of makes sense. And, uh, I think he'd be really cool for that. Um, so good for him. We got, uh, see here david perron uh has uh, reached 1100 nhl games congrats david congrats uh well done sir uh but since nick saban going back to nick saban but since his retirement and the hiring of um Oh, what's the coach's name? DeBoer. DeBoer, since he's been hired at Alabama, 33 players from Alabama have left to enter the transfer portal that is now tied for third most in the FBS. Apparently, not a lot of faith in the new coach coming into Alabama, even after his awesome year with Washington, uh, University of Washington. So not a whole lot of faith in the in the new coming coach or it's all these disgruntled players under Saban who have found, who are using this as an excuse to enter the transfer portal what have you um see here along with other uh, NHL games or milestones Alex Petriangelo um has reached 1000 games played in the NHL congrats uh to Alex uh, Brad Marchand has also reached the 1,000 games um, mark, but he has reached it all 1,000 in a Boston Bruins uniform. So th bravo, bravo. Way to go, Marshy. Love you, bud. I don't care what anybody calls you. I don't care if they say you look like a rat. I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. And uh, But uh, well done, all 1,000 game, NHL games in a Bruins uniform, 397 goals, 513 assists. 
well done, sir. Well done. And and well-deserved captaincy as well. Well-deserved captaincy as well. Northeastern went on to win a back-to-back beanpot tournament uh, in overtime against Boston University. Yeah! Go Northeastern! Uh, also, maybe uh, maybe taking a trip to Boston uh, later this year in September. So maybe I'll go up there and I'll get myself some Northeastern merch or something. So, yeah, uh, looking forward to that if I if I do make the trek up to Boston uh, later this year. Um, Yamir Yager has uh, had his number retired by the uh, Schittsburg Penguins. Um, don't like the organization, but I love Yager. Yager was actually one of the very first players that kind of inspired me or kind of like led my interest uh, to watching more hockey as a kid and everything. Um, yeah, he played for Schittsburg. He, uh, he was a Penguin uh, for most of his career, but I, I just liked him. I liked his style. Uh, love the hair. Gotta love the hair. And and so I, I kind of owe Yager a little bit of like how I got into hockey and everything. So thank you, Yager, and congrats on having your number retired. I thought it was so cool for him to come back to uh, – I'll say it in respect. I will say it in respect. I think it's so cool that he came back to Pittsburgh – uh, saluted the crowd, warm welcome, uh, probably one of the greatest, um, lines during his, um, retire, uh, number retirement speech at the game was, uh, he said to his girlfriend who was there with him, um, she has, uh, she's, she wasn't alive when he, when he played with Pittsburgh, <laughs> And, uh, but he but he's told her all about his early career. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Probably one of the greatest lines ever <laughs> in a in a spe- in a hockey speech. Then way to go, Yager. Yeah. Uh I want to be Yager when I grow up. <laughs> oh no, what have I done? Why did I say that? Mrs. Drop the gloves. I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. I did not mean that. I'm just, I'm speaking metaphorically for all the other guys out there. I did not mean that. A happy, happy wife, happy life. Please, please let me continue to do this podcast. Please, please. All right. So Yager had his number retired. Thought it was really cool. Uh, that took place. Um, what is it? Oh, so I know I'm super late to the party on this one, super late, but and this took place, what was it, February 12th or whatever. Uh, NHL player safety has announced that they've uh, suspended Morgan Riley of the Toronto Maple Leafs five games for cross-checking Ridley Gregg's uh, face after a, uh, after a clapper empty net goal in Ottawa, by the way, not Toronto. So apparently, uh, losing to already losing to Ottawa. Okay. So it's not like an empty netter that was just like, you know, goalie out of position. No, no, no. They pulled the goalie. Ottawa had the puck and the guy just smacked the thing. Like it was the, 
you know, uh, hardest shot competition at the All-Star break. He just smacked the crap out of that thing into the goal, and apparently uh, Morgan Riley took exception to it and proceeded to uh, deck the man with his stick across the face, and, you know, this whole fight ensued and everything, and it's like, dude, what the frick, man? And then, of course, you have all the Toronto Maple Leaf players coming out saying, oh, I, I think his actions were justifiable. I, I think I think he should. I think that was totally deserved. And that she would say, of course, you would defend your goon like freaking teammate. Plus, you're one of the most hated teams in the NHL. And yet everybody thinks we need to respect you or watch out for your precious little feelings because you haven't won a Stanley Cup since what? The dawn of freaking time. Yeah. Yeah, please, please tell us how you guys are in the right for attacking a home player who had every right to do whatever he wanted with that puck into an empty net. He could have just stood there at the goal crease and waited for somebody to come up to him and then just put it in. Me? Exclamation point the exclamation point the son of a bitch. Okay, just Freaking put it in. Put the biscuit in the basket. All right. I don't care how you did it, but I think that was cool. And it's still an it's still an exclamation point. It's a big F you to freaking Toronto. Like it's the it's like, come on. Ottawa's not a team that you go and fight with at the end of the third period when you lose three to one. Okay? You that's not something you do. Ottawa's not a threat. Ottawa's not a playoff contender. They have no freaking what is it bearing on your potential playoff appearance, which will be another first round exit, by the way. The tradition hopefully continues. Knock on wood. And that, but so you take offense to it, an away game. If it was Toronto, maybe. I'll give you that. Like, if that would have taken place at Toronto, I would totally give you that because if that would have happened here in Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Cyclones, let's say, uh, who is it? Toledo. Let's say the Toledo walleye just freaking did that on the Cincinnati empty netter. And then I don't know, our captain, Justin vibe goes up to the guy and just absolutely decks him. And that, yeah, we, the fans, the home fans would totally be on board with it because that would have been considered unsportsmanlike or an insult or whatever, a big F you to us or to the team or the organization. And that, But you're away. You're an away team. And that if that was at Toronto where that took place, where Ottawa wins 3-1 and, and that goal is scored in Toronto, fine, I'll give it to you. But you're on the road. The home team wins 3-1 with that thing. And you, and you take offense to it? Golly, you're a big baby. And, that, and I'm so glad the suspension got upheld, too. And that it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna try and repeal this. And that I, I've put in for I've put in for a hearing to to make sure I don't get these five games. I'm so thankful, so thankful the five games still go through. It's like, yeah, you totally deserved it. It was sportsmanlike conduct on your part to go up to the guy after a goal, after a whistle, and go ahead and deck him across the face with your stick with a deadly weapon. And that you're lucky you were in the freaking game. If that was out in the street, it would have been assault. That's all I'm saying. Instead of getting five games from the player safety committee instead you would have been seeing i don't know how many days in jail and a freaking fine and then another court appearance take your five games and go sit down like a good little boy if you're capable of being a good little boy 
It's like, I know I'm late to the party, but I think that was well-deserved. I think if you're the home team and you get to do that to the away team, good on you. If that, if you're the away team and you do that, or if you're the away team and that happens at a home game for the other team, like Toronto or Cincinnati or whoever, Schittsburg, Boston, then yes, please go up to the guy and absolutely get your five-game suspension. I would totally do it. And that I would be one of those players that would react that way if it was a home game. An away game, I'd be like, that son of a... And then i go sit down on the bench. And that have a little bit of, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, decency, sportsmanship, and go sit down. He was, he was in his right to score that. It was a home game for Ottawa. Golly, what a dumbass. And that Connor McDavid has recorded 600 NHL assists. The guy just keeps on breaking records, keeps on just absolutely bolstering the stat sheet. The only thing that he hasn't done, and I hate to say this for you Edmonton Oilers fans, hasn't won a ring yet. Actually, hasn't even won a Western Conference championship yet. Like, when when do we when do we get into talks about Connor McDavid potentially being on the chopping block? You know, when when do we get to that potentially happening where it's like, oh, wonder if they're going to keep Connor McDavid and that or trade him to a contender where he could potentially win. When, when do we get there? Is it too early? Is it too soon? Are we have we given up hope yet or are we just on the brink of that? If you're an Edmonton Oilers fan. Uh, we, let's see here. Oh, this was great news. This happened a few weeks ago and that I was kind of talking about that. I think I may have hinted at this at one of the other episodes. I don't know if it was the Boilermaker episode or not. And that, but, um, Jarmo. Oh, geez. I should have, I should have practiced pronouncing this. Jarmo, Jarmo, uh, Kekalainen has been fired after 12 seasons of being the general manager for the Columbus Blue Jackets. John Davidson has assumed duties as the interim. 12 seasons. 12 seasons of mediocrity. Not even mediocrity. We're, we're bordering Arizona territory with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Granted, they've had more playoff appearances, I think. They've actually won playoff series. And I... But 12 years of signing some big names, having some big key moments, retiring Rick Nash's jersey in Columbus. I mean, I mean, 12 years. Think about that. 12 years, you let this guy just manage your team to just what? I mean, was there even expectations? Any expectations at all? Or was it just like, if he meets par every year, we're okay. If we just meet par, it's like it's like you're a golfer. It's like, I'll, I'll take pars all day long. And, and you don't take any chances for birdies, eagles, or anything? That's just, I mean, come on, 12 years? There's some, there's some organizations where if you don't do well in your first, like, two years, you're gone. This guy was there for 12, and finally they had enough. Like, what was it? What was the straw that broke this camel's back? Talk about poorly managed teams. 
this guy should have been gone like six, seven, eight years ago. Finally, he's gone. Uh, before the Boilermaker took place, uh, the Boilermaker episode, the first one, not this one, uh, the 10-year anniversary of TJ Oshie's um, shootout heroics at the Sochi uh, Olympics, still by far one of the greatest moments I've ever watched on TV. And uh, I got up early for that game. Um, it, it, I... Uh, to any, to, if any of my former neighbors at the apartment complex that I lived in in Wilder, Kentucky, is listening to this, yes, I'm the guy who was jumping up and down during that 8 a.m., 9 a.m. game or whatever that took place. I mean, because it was whatever time over in Russia, it was early morning in Kentucky. <laughs> So I want to apologize, but at the same time, USA, USA, and that what an awesome, awesome event to watch. And I mean, if if they didn't look at that replay over and over again of uh, whether the uh, USA goal crease or the post was actually on its mooring when Russia scored the what could have been the the game winning goal where there where there was going to be no overtime no shootout whatsoever if they didn't look at that for like 5 minutes or whatever Russia would have won and you would have thought Russia won the freaking gold medal after beating beating the USA you you really would have thought that but they looked at it over and over and over again and then it was declared no goal because the Post was actually off its mooring when the goal was scored. Still mind blown, but if it wasn't for that, then we wouldn't have had TJ Oshie's heroics in that game where he participated, I don't know how many rounds in the shootout, which I think is one of the cool things about uh, international play or especially the Olympics. It's like it's the best of three or five. And then after the initial best of three or best of five, you can send out the same player over and over and over again if you so choose for each shootout attempt. And I think I think that's cool. I like that. I mean, if the guy can score, go go for it. Let him do it. I'm not a big fan of the shootout, but I mean, if that's the case, go for it. Better than sending up another player and going, oh boy, I hope he scores. If you know this guy can do it and he has the right moves, the right dangle, the and that dra toe drag and everything, if he can snap and that little flick of the wrist, if he if he's got it to where he's inside the goalie's head, do it. That that's an advantage. Do it. Totally, totally would. Um oop, lost my place. So so 10 years since that took place. Um let's see what else we got here. Jonathan Huberdeau, 700 NHL career points. Connor Bedard uh, made his return uh, to the lineup uh, a couple weeks early. Congratulations to him. Uh, New Jersey Devils, the Philadelphia Flyers, New York Rangers, and the New York Islanders uh, participated in back-to-back uh, -back nights of uh, stadium series games or participated. Winter Classic participation games. Um, few uh, was it 
I'm losing my losing my mind or something. Can't can't think. Can't talk. Um, but they participated in those uh, stadium series games uh, a week or so ago. Uh, record breaking uh, nineteen thousand two hundred eighty five people in attendance for a professional women's hockey league game uh, between Montreal at Toronto. So that was a that's a big plus in the category for women's hockey or women's professional sports. Take that WNBA. Yeah, I said it. Um, we're seeing extensions and some early trades as potentially the market starts uh, heating up for the NHL. Uh, we've had uh, Michael McCarron, two years, 900000 on average with the Nashville Predators extension. Michael Rasmussen. Rasmussen, four years, three point two five million on average. Uh, Eric Carlson, eight hundred NHL uh, points recorded in his career. Uh, trade between Schittsburg and Columbus. Uh, Schittsburg gets Emil Benstrom, and Columbus gets Alex Nylander and a sixth round pick. And that looks like that is... Oh, nope, sorry. Oh, totally forgot about this one. So Thursday... Was it Thursday? What's today's date? Yes. Thursday, this past week, February 22nd, 44 years ago, on this day, the greatest freaking hockey game ever freaking played. Greatest underdog story of all time, Team USA beats the Soviet Union 4-3 to three to advance to the gold medal game at the Lake Placid Olympics in 1980. USA! USA! Yeah! Man, February should be U.S. February should be USA Hockey Month. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. February should be USA Hockey Month. We, we just... It's USA hockey all day, every day. TJ Oshie and that and his heroics at Sochi against Russia, February 22nd, 1980. USA beat Soviets on home ice in the Olympics to go to the gold medal game. First Soviet loss in nearly 20 years in international play. It's like, come on. I'm calling for it. Come on. Come on. Who, who's with me? Who's with me? Fe make February USA Hockey Month. Let's let's just do it. Let's do it. Come on. I mean, there's already a USA Hockey Week in the middle of February. Let's just do the whole month. Why why settle for a week? Let's just do the whole month. You know, it may be the Boilermaker talking, but come on. Come on. Let's do it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, jeez. I must have lost my mind. <laughs> uh, oh, and then I saw this. Here's another shenanigan for you guys uh, uh, right before I take off here um, in what has been just, I don't know, what, what I'm going to call this episode, the recap or Boilermaker Part 2 or this was a bad idea. I don't know. <laughs> and that, But... Um, I saw this where it's all goalies playing a hockey game. Like you have seriously all goalies, pads and all, 
and a helmets and all, and they're playing a hockey game. And that forwards defenseman six on six. And that I I think to be honest with you, this should be an all-star game. This should be an all-star event. You want to get people to watch? Put all the goalies out there. But 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 Connor McDavid or yeah, Connor McDavid, he's had he or Austin Matthews has scored 50 goals this season. We gotta set no, no. I want all the goalies. I want a year where all the goalies make it. I don't care if it's a bad year for them or not. All the goalies go. Backups included. It's just a goalie all-star weekend or game. And that, or you, you can still have the other all-star game, but I would only purchase a ticket to go watch all the goalies play in three periods, 20 minutes. And that... I, I would rather go and watch that than anything else during the All-Star break. Let's make it happen. Man, crazy crazy ideas. That's it. The, episode 160, Crazy Ideas. That's the name of the show. Booyah. Look at that. Flying by the seat of my pants. Buzzed out of my mind. Probably still going to throw up maybe later with this Boilermaker concoction that I came up with. Maybe, but crazy idea. There you go. Episode 160. Crazy ideas. Let's do it. Come on. Come on, man. Get your game face on. All right, guys. That's going to do it here in the penalty box for 160. Uh, thank you guys so much for putting up with me and my crazy ideas and all the ramblings and everything else that I've come up with, my whining, complaining uh, about being fact-checked for the second time in my in my life and everything. So just thank you guys so much for tuning in um be sure to check out the podcast on instagram at drop the gloves podcast all lowercase all one word for all the beer sports and shenanigans like this episode uh that take place uh almost every week now uh special shout out to spotify for podcasters the hosting platform for drop the gloves podcast thank you guys so much for 160 episodes um only a few more until the uh till the big group episode so uh hopefully you guys will uh, stay tuned and I, i'm looking forward to that march 23rd date so be sure you guys are looking out for march 24th when that uh, final episode drops um that and we are also on apple amazon music iHeartRadio, and google f you google I am your host, Charlie, reminding you, crazy ideas sound good on paper, but when you actually do a Woodford Reserve and Braxton Storm uh, Golden Cream Ale Boilermaker, it's not that good of an idea. I am your host, Charlie, and I will see you guys next week in the Penalty Box. And this one!